Hey everybody, it's your old friend John DeLuna with another fine RFC minicast. Joining me this week, two, yes, two co-hosts from the big show on Wednesdays, Brian Kilby and DieCast. Guys, how are you guys doing? Excellent. Not bad. Yeah, it's a lazy Sunday uh, that we're recording this on, and I think this topic is actually going to maybe wake us up, because you guys got chippy, I would say, maybe, or at least uh, certainly into it when we kind of touched on it on the big show a few days ago. Um, This topic is going to be basically about IP and third party versus first party and third party versus third party, which has become a thing, and I feel it was inevitable with all the overlap of characters and um, frankly probably creative teams crossing over between one third party to the next third party company and this all originated or at least our specific minicast originated with an idea by diecast so i'll let him kind of give the summary but it kind of um involves one of the most popular or celebrated third-party figures. Diecast, why don't you kind of summarize the the issue that happened, I guess, in the last week and a half or so, and then we can kind of get into discussing it. Well, basically, uh, from what we've seen on some of the threads on TFW, Fans Toys is claiming that the Cloud9 Shock Blast, I believe that's the name of the figure, uh, which is... Or, Quake Blast or whatever they're calling it is a direct engineering copy of the Fans Toys Quake Wave. So Fans Toys has asked its retailers, its preferred retailers, I guess you could say, to not sell the other figure because it's infringing upon their engineering or their engineering was stolen. So uh, it, it brings up the debate. A lot of people on uh on the thread, we're saying that Fans Toys was telling the retailers not to sell it, but that really wasn't the case. It was just the case of Fans Toys asking their retailers not to sell it because of the stolen supposed, and I should say because no one's really seen the figure transform the figure, but supposed uh, engineering theft. So they're both uh, allegedly, so they're both like Masterpiece Shockwave. And the allegation is that they're both engineered exactly the same. And you were saying, so like, for right or wrong, it wasn't a matter of them going up and, uh, or fans toys going to retailers and saying, like, do not, do not sell this other competing toy or will not like sell to you. It was them kind of just making a request, not, not a, not a demand. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, fans toys has said they're, they're, they're fine with competition. I mean, there's a lot of figures that they're making that other people are making like the insecticons they're making them and bad cubes making them and you know mastermind creations is making them but i guess they're all kind of different okay so i'm gonna start with you brian uh on this topic this is this is interesting how you can slice up i guess ip and do third-party companies just by nature of what they're doing do they have any leg to stand on as far as like their own intellectual property i guess or or their own creative their own unique and original contribution to obviously a pre-existing intellectual property or character when you when you kind of heard this story i mean what was your reaction where does your mind go so i don't know anything about the legality of it I mean, it's a really complicated issue. I mean, and, and I, I'm going to, I'm going to, 
you know, hypothesize what I what I think's up. But I think it's hilarious. I think it's awesome um, because we all know, and whether or not you like third party or not, I, I like third party. Uh, but if you disagree with the idea that this is IP theft, you're just wrong. <laughs> I mean, there's no way around it. So what we're talking about is I came up with a way to I came up with the design for this stolen piece of intellectual property. Somebody else is stealing my intellectual property, which is a steal, which is also theft of this other piece of intellectual property. So I am upset. I I, I get being upset. I, I totally get it because they they're probably not thinking of themselves as 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 um you know violating law or whatever, but they are. Um. I just I don't know. I I I think it's really 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 funny. It's like chickens coming home to roost. Um I don't think they have any legal protection whatsoever. So all they can do is go to Big Bad or whoever and and ask not to uh to um not to do for business. Them to, not to do business because I mean it's not like they can sue. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, I mean I mean I think Fans Toys did literally the only thing that they um could do. I mean, it, it, they are very much living in a in a house of cards, and that this it, it fell. And I I don't think they have any recourse other than politely asking these other companies not to do business. And um, I I think it's really interesting and, and hilarious. Yeah, I think um, I think it's also probably not the the last time we're going to see something like this. I do think it's interesting that uh, it didn't happen with the quote unquote maybe big guys or, or really super established third party um, companies that it did it did happen in the, in a in a case where <clears throat> fans toys isn't isn't the huge like behemoth that maybe some of the other third party toys uh, toy, toy companies are but they have their own niche uh, they were definitely threatened and they didn't hold back and I want to clarify I don't think clarify I don't think it's funny specifically because it's fans project or any or fans toys or whoever it is it would be funny no matter who who it was uh i think it would honestly be a little funnier if it were, were if it was one of the big players uh just because um i don't know i just kind of like to see uh people who uh, are in a position to uh what's a good way of putting it people are very visible in a vi- very visible position who are violating um the legal statutes that are in place to protect uh, companies like hasbro it'd be really funny to see one of them get um sort of get their comeuppance yeah, when you're you're in the kind of the I would say very dark gray market. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, you can't. You, you there's certain things that you're gonna just have to kind of let pass, you know, because um, because you can't be public, and you and even even uh, I think retailers are probably uncomfortable with just being involved in a story like this because it it sheds light on yes these. Um, Online retailers that do, relatively speaking, pretty big business for themselves, big bad other retailers, they buy third party. Third party is legally ambiguous at best, and to have uh, problem children like this, so to speak, is just a headache for them. And especially for a company like Big Bad that does like order directly, apparently at least wholesale, take wholesale orders from Hasbro, they don't need this. And they, I don't think they want this on message boards, and they don't want people being reminded that not only are they a, you know a large-ish um, customer with Hasbro directly but yes they do purchase third party and probably make a pretty good uh, go of it selling third party um, so diecast let me ask you Brian has said a little bit on you know where he stands what about you I know you've got a little bit different uh, point of view on this yeah I mean 
it gets blurred so much with how much third party is out there that in the beginning Hasbro was we're not going to acknowledge it we're not going to you know we're we're going to pretend like we don't know about it but it's gotten so large that they have to know about it and the fact that these companies are still allowed to do this i almost think of it as ip borrowing like it's like someone who draws optimus prime and puts you know autobot logos on it yeah they're not making money with it but technically that's still ip infringement unless i'm wrong and and you know the legal term is you have to make money with it for it to be ip infringement but yeah. so it's even like when you when you watch football and it says you know this is not allowed to be taped uh without the express written consent of the nfl so i mean they're doing something that that the person who owns the ip isn't saying anything they're not sending cease and desist letters that we know of they're that not we doing know of anything like that so i kind of think of it as borrowing um and i kind of think people are okay with it because it benefits them like i'm okay with third with, with third party because it benefits me because i get toys that i really like that look good in my displays um i think if it didn't benefit me at all i'd probably lean more towards the side of hasbro and more towards the side of it shouldn't be made at all because it is ip infringement but yeah i'm a little bit i'm a little bit biased because i like this stuff i like having that option out there and i think that's why a lot of people are you know a little bit biased towards third party like you know the retailers obviously they're making money off third party the third party companies directly are making money off of it uh the online forums and you know news distributions i mean they may not be making money off of it but they're at least bringing traffic to their site and making stuff relevant so i think that's why third party is as big it as it is is because you know it 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 does a lot for the for the transformers community and the transformer retailers and i uh, i definitely appreciate you um kind of calling that out pointing out that yes a lot of this kind of passes because you know people have their own kind of selfish reasons for for wanting it to continue and and they get what they want out of it and yes that is a big motivation it's kind of like the difference between the difference between this and say like a knockoff masterpiece sideswipe which was certainly a thing that didn't benefit really anybody other than like the few people who wanted to pay slightly less for a masterpiece <laughs> sideswipe but otherwise confuse the market confuse the retailers it's just bad um but that was obviously IP infringement, infringement, very directly product uh, duplication. And since uh, nobody got a real benefit out of it, you know, we kind of um, outcast that. You know, we kind of condemn that. But um, in in the in the shades of gray, yeah, it's still like kind of in that same spectrum of a company taking IP and profiting off it. So, but uh, diecast, let me ask you specifically: What do you think of this? Uh, this masterpiece shockwave issue. Uh, I mean, I mean, do you do you understand what Fan Toys is saying? Do you do you side with them completely, or, or you know, is your opinion kind of mixed on that? Is it black and white? What do you think of that specific issue? Oh, I think uh, a lot of people have said there's only so many ways you can make shockwave transform. So, I mean, like I said earlier, we really haven't seen this figure to see how it transforms, to see how much it is. Um, how much engineering really is taken from the fans toys figure, but with the competition that 
Fans Toys has had with other figures that it's made, and it's never been an issue before, I'm willing to to believe Fans Toys that this is a direct copy of their engineering, and I'm kind of not okay with the with that. I rather I rather the company come up with their own engineering. You know, maybe it's just a fluke, and it just happens to strongly resemble the transformation of Fans Toys. I don't know, but you know, Fans Toys is such a big company, and I have so much of their stuff, and I like their aesthetic that that other figure doesn't really fit into my collection anyway. Mm-hmm. It, it is interesting, and correct me if I'm wrong, that basically almost no one has seen this new version, this alternate version uh, of Masterpiece Soundwave, or sorry, Shockwave. So it would suggest that it would suggest that in this case, the the two companies kind of have insider information or, you know, one way or another, they were privy to this design before it's gone public. Um, that, I think, uh, kind of leads into a second topic to kind of close out our discussion. In Diecast, you and I talked about this right before we started recording. It actually is, okay, third-party masterpiece now has become what, I guess, regular third-party was like a couple of years ago, where now we're getting literally within days or hours of each other third-party companies announcing the same character and now their masterpiece scale so whereas a couple years ago three years ago it was all about kind of a classic c mainline kind of scaling and complexity now we've kind of crossed the line into the wild west of a third-party masterpiece and it's the same story again where third-party companies just almost magically seem to be uh, designing for the same characters simultaneously and trying to announce almost at the same time. So, so Brian, let me kick it over to you to, to ask you what you think of this. Um, I mean, is, the, is this something where like we're kind of already starting in, in the ridiculous realm of what third party is right now and you kind of tune it out? Or, um, are, I mean, do you have any theories on on? Why are third-party companies always like duplicating each other, <clears throat> seemingly in real time? Um, what are your thoughts now on third-party masterpiece toys? It's a farce. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, I, I mean, I think the reason that they probably have some sort of way to gauge what people want—probably reading message boards, listening to podcasts. To sort of figure out, you know, like, oh, well, we, we have a whole – I mean some of it's just common sense. There is no Galvatron out. People keep waiting. I mean it's things dovetail. Uh, it, it, we, it just so happens probably that um, two Galvatrons just showed up at the same time. It's not like five Galvatrons showed up at the same time. But I bet you within six months we will probably have five Masterpiece Galvatrons. Uh, so I, I think it's just really in this case really coincidental that the two um, showed up on the same day. But it's it's just really it's really ridiculous. Uh, the, all of these third party companies are in competition with each other. It's not like it's 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 not a it's a it's it's a zero sum game. It's not like it's not like somebody buys all of the third party stuff. Uh, I mean, some people do. Diecast probably does, but I'm kidding. Don probably does. But um, it's not like you know. Oh, I'm going to buy both of these masterpiece, masterpiece Galvatrons. Uh, it's it's basically they're pitting the toys against each other. So there's not a big enough market for third party in general to 
make this sustainable. I just I just don't see it. Uh, eventually, these companies are going to put the smaller ones out of business, and um, it, it, that's just the way things work. It's the way things work in the real world. Uh, but as a f- fandom, it would be really nice if these third-party companies could at least have some sort of queuing system. Like, I don't know, some sort of non-competition pact where they could agree who does what and then assign the resources to make the best Toy X, you know, best Optimus Prime, best Rodimus Prime, best Galvatron, whatever that they can, and then another company focus on something else, and then maybe a year down the road, this other company decides that they want to do whatever. Um, I mean, I know that's probably not realistic, but I think it would be better for the fans, and ultimately, I think it would be better for the third parties. It's not like it's not like the I don't want to sound, I don't want to sound terrible, but I'm going to say terrible when I say this. It's not like the real companies. Uh, it's not like they are. It's not like they're not fans. Who are doing this stuff on their own? There's no reason they couldn't get together. I mean, it's not like they're it's not like they're Walmart and Target mm-hmm. who are trying to compete against each other. Mm-hmm. They're you know Bob Jones and Ralph Smith. You know, it's not like they couldn't communicate. Well, I want to do this. I want to do this Ironhide. I know you wanted to do Ironhide, but I'm like already seventy percent through with the design. Why don't you do yours down the road and focus on that really awesome warpath you've been working on? Mm-hmm. I mean, it just seems like something. It just seems obvious that they should do that, but they're not. Instead, we're getting the same crap over and over and not. over again. Sorry, what was I'm that? Glad, I was going to say I'm glad they're not because I really like the situation that we have with Galvatron right now. You know, uh, DX9 had it looks almost like a test shot. It doesn't even look like gray resin prototype. It looks like they're really far along with it. And then a couple hours later, X-Trends bots posted their render, basically, of the top half of the figure saying, oh, we're doing it too. I mean, they're totally competing against each other. So, And I- I'm really glad. Now, if, if the X-Trans bots would have been out first, and I didn't know that there was a DX9 coming out a year down the line, I probably would have bought the X-Trans bots one. And then I would have been disappointed and had a hard time getting rid of it because a better company with a better version was coming out. Sorry, X-Trans bots, but your stuff right now is iffy uh, for me. And DX9 has really kind of proven itself to me with their last two figures, Carrie, which was a test shot that I got uh, to to review, and uh, Chigger, which was really good and I like that figure. So... For me, it's great. I mean, I get to choose which figure I want, and I don't have to worry in a year later, you know, that a better version could come out. Could that happen still? Yes, but at least I don't don't have to stick with one company right now. And then if another – if they did all band together and say, oh, well, I'm going to do Galvatron and I'm going to do Cyclonus – well, I may not want Cyclonus from X-Trans bots. I want to wait till someone else does it, so – I think it's it works out for the fans and for the collectors much better the way it is now. Yes, it's a little chaotic at times. Still, I think we benefit. So ultimately, what I what I think what I'm saying it may work out for the fans, but it's not going to work out for the third party companies. And these companies can't continue to do this. And this will eventually this bubble will burst, and then you will have you know just X transbots or just whatever producing whatever toy that they can because. These companies will lose money. The companies that produce the crappier version or the less desirable version of 
uh, whichever toy, Galvatron or whatever, just they won't have the money to sustain. Unless they're independently wealthy, I don't know. But they just won't be able to sustain themselves. I, I just don't see this market as it exists being sustainable for, for more than a, a more than a year, more than a couple of years. I, I seriously think this is going to burst and we'll be left with just a couple of these companies producing just the same crap over and over again. But I'm fine with that. You know, it happens all the time in, in the real world, you know, that companies companies aren't good as the other company and then they ended up going out of business and you're left with the better companies so you know if we're going to be left with dx9 and fans toys and fans project and make toys i'm fine i'm fine with that then probably what will happen since that company will be large enough hasbro will actually at that point then go after them and put them out of business probably yeah yeah Yeah. man you guys covered all the points uh which i'm pleased with so i have really no counterpoints um I think, yeah, I think the end game is kind of clear, like how this is naturally going to go, that competition is going to whittle down the number of companies. And if they become more coordinated, like Brian said, <clears throat> then they'll be easier to target by Hasbro, certainly easier for Hasbro to go to somebody like Big Bad Toy Store and say, hey, you know, if you're going to continue to sell to this big behemoth, then don't count on orders being fulfilled if you place them with us. So, you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> especially as they build their, their business and traffic on Hasbro uh, Toy Shop. They're not going to need these uh, satellite partners if they don't want them. So I don't think they need them anyway. They probably they're just, don't. They're just trying to be good to the fans. Yes. I mean, Hasbro, if Hasbro lost Big Bad Toy Store, or if Big Bad, if Hasbro lost Big Bad Toy Store, Hasbro wouldn't flinch. If Big Bad Toy Store lost Hasbro, they would be hurting a little more. I think they'd be fine, but. They'd be very different. Yeah, it would. They wouldn't. Uh, I mean, if you took all the current. <clears throat> Like new release kind of Hasbro stuff, Transformers and anything else related. My Little Pony too, all that kind of stuff. They would they would end up looking much different, much more uh, kind of I guess like what indie and kind of collectorsy. Not necessarily a place where you can just get like just toys of all kinds. So that definitely would like change their personality. Um, guys, thank you very much for I think a very spirited and very um, intelligently debated. Not even really a debate, just a healthy discussion on uh, third party and kind of where it stands today i'm sure we'll we'll have a mini cast down the road about whatever new turn third party takes because it's always changing and that is one fun thing about third party so brian diecast thank you guys for joining me thank you thank you and uh guys i want to thank everybody out there who's listening out in the in the wide blue yonder and remind you guys that this show just like every show on the tf radio network is sponsored by you that is if you go to tfradio.net and click the amazon link because when you go to tfradio.net and click the amazon link when you shop on amazon you support the show Uh, you don't have to buy anything extra or anything different but when you check out some nickels and dimes go into brian kilby's pocket he uses those to keep the lights on keep the podcast flowing for free free is good and again we wouldn't be here without you guys listening and so much love to you guys so for the boys, this is John DeLuna, and we will see you on the next RFC minicast. Music provided by bensound.com. <laughs>